0: Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser. This is Dr. Zudi Jasser and welcome back to Reform This. And in our last segment, uh, I have to tell you this this one hits close to home. I as a former Navy officer, I have a uh, more than a soft spot for our our military the debt we owe them to keeping us free to protecting us from evil around the planet and to the service they give us to the sacrifices of their families and uh, what they do to preserve our greatest nation on earth and you know i've come across a number of generals and others that have been heroes in my life and It's fascinating to me that it is amazing what happens to them when they start thinking about the Middle East. Uh, There are uh, example after example of uh, the sacrifice of our values at the expense of these generals or admirals appearing to be friends or allies with established allies of our government. I'll, you know, last year, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs upon the death of King Abdullah in Saudi Arabia had an essay contest for military personnel to write about the beautiful modernization and reform that the Saudis had done under the reformer King Abdullah. I wanted to puke. I mean, that—that that is just It was absurd that the chairman of our Joint Chiefs of Staff felt it appropriate to award uh, have an essay contest on such an absurd topic in one of the most heinous, oppressive regimes on the planet whose reforms were simply window dressing, whose comments about modernization were simply done to appease the West when internally they were imprisoning, torturing and massacring anyone who wanted to speak up about reform against Wahhabism, against the clerics, against the justices in Saudi Arabia. And I'm also reminded of, you know, when I served on the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, and uh, thanks to Senator McConnell, I was able to do that for two full terms until just a few weeks ago. One of the most interesting trips we had was to Saudi Arabia, and it did give me an opportunity on my own time to spend a day doing for a Muslim what's called the Umrah, and you participate in the spiritual experience in the Grand Mosque, which Muslims believe is the holiest mosque on the planet for us. But I also, the main purpose of my visit was to visit with leaders in their foreign ministry and their religious ministry and learn about why it is that they so viciously oppress the religious freedom of christians of modern muslims who choose other quranic translations that are not sanctioned by their government why the shia community are marginalized from jobs from freedom from the ability to often build new mosques uh, or husseinis as they're called and it is it was amazing to me but having said all that you can go to uh usurf.gov uscirf.gov and look at our reports about why saudi arabia was a country of particular concern but i have to tell you my meeting with ambassador smith at the time in 2013 former air force general former raytheon six seven figure employee um was the toughest meeting i had and i remember uh, him telling me you cannot achieve gain by anything in this world uh, especially in countries like this through um, being in their face and telling them they need to reform so you know I, i sat back and thought oh my gosh this is an air force general who former general who now is an ambassador, political appointee from Obama. But I will tell you there probably was very little difference with Republican appointees since they often come from defense uh, industry folks who had developed long relationships in selling billion-dollar planes and weapons and arsenal to uh, oppressive regimes like Saudi Arabia in the name of global stability and they'll I'm sure uh, would give you a hundred excuses as to why we have to look at the big picture and forget about the little prisoners in the cells of Saudi Arabia or the women who have no rights and can't drive in are treated like chattel and, and slaves in Saudi Arabia but that doesn't matter because of the big picture of global stability in the meantime the Arab street takes us for fools and and believes that we are, as is pretty much true, hypocrites when it comes to supporting these governments uh, versus, and their oil, by the way, that we're addicted to, versus the values that we believe for our own at home. And this is where our paradigm needs to shift. But, you know, to that theme, uh, I, I saw an excellent piece written by Christine Brim former vice president from Center for Security Policy at The Federalist, where she wrote at The Federalist about General Petraeus's piece. And, you know, I also, uh, when I read General Petraeus's piece in the uh, Washington Post, uh, I, I, I was scratching my head just wondering why would he write such a blatant piece that disregarded the reforms necessary, disregarded all of the work that needs to happen against Islamism. And his piece uh, a few weeks ago was titled Anti-Muslim Bigotry Aids Islamist Terrorists. Now listen, there's no doubt that I've been critical also of the verbiage, the inaccurate verbiage that just sort of sloppily comes out of the mouths of folks like um, Mr. Trump or Hillary Clinton and others in which they say that by simply calling them all you know, Muslims, that we are going to aid ISIS. And the bottom line is, is that there is some truth to that. But it's a kernel of truth with a much bigger truth, which is that we don't care what ISIS thinks. They're going to find a thousand reasons to attack us, not least of which is anything Mr. Trump may say. But at the end of the day, uh, what's the strategy? What is our engagement of these terror organizations, of the ideology that fuels these terror organizations like ISIS, and when General Petraeus writes pieces in the Post lecturing us about the the fact that we should uh, um, have a sense of basic security and the language that we use, and that uh, he's grown personally concerned about the inflammatory political discourse, on and on. You know, I think Christine hit the nail on the head. There's something more behind this. And take a look at uh, Brim's piece at The Federalist. She gets into the fact that follow the money and that uh, ultimately behind all of these defenses and uh, attacks of verbiage used. Um, again, I wish Mr. Trump had said we should be vehemently against the Islamists, not just Muslims in general. Uh, if he had said that we should stop all immigration. But the bottom line is is that uh, that's a problem in accurate strategy. But we don't say that he shouldn't have said that because of what the terrorists would do, but rather because of the accuracy in engaging solutions and strategic approach to political Islam and engaging reform-minded Muslims and vetting against Islamists and jihadists. And that simply vetting against Muslims is not going to work. But most importantly to my point is the you know saddening and, and heartfelt hurt I felt when uh, a general who was a hero in Afghanistan and Iraq, who the left had derided uh, during the Bush administration and then became the head of our CIA... And now, it turns out, is running a global investment firm, uh, or at least very significantly involved with KKR, a 40-year-old global investment firm with $120 billion in assets under management, um, and uh, ultimately had formed a new subsidiary, KKR Middle East and North Africa, and has a license to operate for Dubai International Financial Center. And received a Saudi Limited subsidiary also. And the list goes on and on. Uh, In 2013, they announced the appointment of Petraeus. And they said, as we expand and how and where we invest, we always look to sharpen our KKR edge. Petraeus would help with investments and new geographies. And presumably, it's the Middle East and Central Asia. And sure enough, you follow the monies and the investments and there's connections to the middle east there and christine lays those out and the bottom line is is that um, you know you look at what's happening inside those countries and the human rights watch and others that are honest brokers of what's happening at times in these countries and people like raif bedoui walida bukhair and other true reformers and those who test the who speak their mind against the oppressors of the Saudi regime. They are tortured and imprisoned while not only our government is allies, but now former military leaders from the United States are actually working for global hundred billion dollar corporations that are in bed with Middle East governments. And, you know, I I hope Mr. Trump's different, but Trump, Dubai and other foreign companies make me a little concerned about that, even beyond a little concerned, uh, not to mention his affinity for Putin, the Chinese and his compliments from Tiananmen Square and others. But the bottom line is, is he did raise the ire of Dubai and others in his comments against Muslims. It all makes your head spin, but... I have to tell you that when it comes to true reform, follow the money. Follow the OIC interest, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, because they are the ones who will fund whatever possible to get people to feel just a little enough restrained to not say the word Islam or Islamist, to not mention the need for reform, to not connect the dots between the Saudi, the Egyptian, the Qatari, the Emirati um, governments, and the radicalization of Muslims through Al Jazeera, through the mosques, through the Quranic interpretations, and through their global presence, and connect the dots to ISIS and back, and around to Al-Qaeda and other groups. And that's what they get for that investment. And The bottom line is, if you look at the countries that have apostasy, the worst apostasy and blasphemy laws, they are the countries of Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Pakistan, and other Gulf states that we know all too well. So, follow the money. Tell your former military friends, generals, officers, to stay true to our values in the United States. You know, there was uh, a, a website that, Uh, I follow closely. It's about leadership, uh, and they had a piece on there. It's generalleadership.com, and it's about moral courage that our military is taught to have. And I have to tell you, a lot of who I am as a human being came from my service in the military. And I hope that our former military think twice and talk to American Muslims who love our faith, but first of all and most of all love America and what it stands for, because moral courage is not only about doing that, having that courage with your unit and with your country and with your family, but wishing it upon the people of other countries, of Saudi Arabia, of Iran, that they can shed the oppression of their governments and of the ideologies that threaten them and threaten us in this global village, which is the biggest threat today is political Islam. We will continue week to week to address the threats of political Islam and breach those divides between the East and West on Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next week. Reform This with Dr. Zudi Jasser on the Blaze Radio Network.